Trigger warning. The following episode contains adult language and themes, as well as descriptions of sexual assault that may not be suitable for all audiences. Previously on Teardrop Hunting. The museum director of AMCA, the American Museum of Contemporary Art, Mrs. Frances Kim. <laughs> she said my paintings have no substance. You're just young. You haven't experienced the pain of life yet. So you're saying I'm a bad artist because I haven't suffered enough? But I, I just have to tell you about this new idea I have for a piece that I think would be perfect for the winter show that you're curating. If you complete the project on your own, I promise to take a look, but just to be clear, this is not, I repeat, not a commission. So I've basically been commissioned by AMCA. Okay. Um... I mean, didn't I read online that you were homeless for a period of time before you hit it big? I have to be honest, uh, I don't think I want to be involved in this. I don't understand. You're pretending to be homeless? I'm technically not supposed to talk about it. Non-disclosure stuff, you know. Okay, so I have lived for 36 hours as a homeless man, and I am back in the studio with a blank canvas and some fresh paint. Let's see how I'm evolving. Morning, Dr. Shakar. Oh, James, what are you, how do you, what are you doing here? I just wanted to show you the progress I'm making on teardrop hunting. I thought, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't understand. I thought I told you not to do that one. Well, you did, but you also told me to listen to my gut, and my gut said I should do it, so. <laughs> Can I come in? James, we're in the middle of breakfast. I'll be quick. Uh, give me a second. Well, come on in. Should we go to the living room? Uh, no, it's fine. We can Let's just stay right here. What? What did you want to show me? Do you mind untying this? Thank you, and... Well, what do you think? I'm... I'm not sure what I'm looking at. <laughs> well, that's an improvement already. Didn't you guys say I was almost too realistic before? It's very different from your usual style. I've never seen you do mixed media like this. I still need a little bit more info. I see that these are cans and is that a shopping cart i spent a day as a homeless person what yeah harold parker did it before and now he's famous i interviewed him and everything and i recreated a lot of what he did it was pretty powerful like as an experience i mean see that cloth here that is from a real live hobo i paid him to trade clothes with me you did what Oh, don't worry. It was a totally respectable amount. I mean, honestly, I probably overpaid, but anyway, it was worth it. So I wanted the authentic experience. I slept in my car and I only ate food that I could find for free. And it was actually like in a weird way liberating to know that I was capable of doing that. You know, that I could survive that way if I needed to. All right. I don't, I'm still, what are you trying to represent by doing this? Well, I wanted to be abstract. So I just like used some items that I felt like they had significance to my journey as a homeless person for the day or whatever. Huh. So you still haven't told me your thoughts. Is it too early in the morning for you or am I that brilliant that you can't even put it into words? I'm sorry, James. I just don't think this works. 
What do you mean? I mean, you know, I'm not the expert on abstract art, but it just seems too random, non-cohesive. It seems sloppy. Wow. I don't mean to be overly harsh, but I just don't think anyone wants you to completely throw away your old style. We just wanted you to develop it further. This is so far in a different ballpark. It's, I'm sorry to say, but it's, once again, it's meaningless. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's bad. I didn't say, come on. You know what, I'm- James. James. I just don't understand why the experiment didn't work. I mean, what do you think, Dr. Rodriguez? James, how many times do I have to tell you to call me Samantha? But you're my doctor. I'm not your psychiatrist. I'm your therapist. What's the difference? I'm not a doctor. What? Then why did they call you Dr. Rodriguez? Only you call me that, James. Oh. Well, anyway, why do you think the experiment didn't work? You really need me to spell it out for you? You were sleeping in a Tesla that was parked in your own driveway. You never left the safety of the nest. And to be honest, I'm glad you didn't. You couldn't handle what it's like to really be homeless. You need to start using your head, James. You could have put yourself in real danger. Why are you chastising me? You're supposed to be taking care of me. You could have hurt yourself, James. It's not worth it. What you did is dangerous. You want to know the reason your experiment didn't work? It was way too extreme. But you just said it failed because I had a safety net. What? Well, which one is it? Did it fail because it was too safe or not safe enough? James, you're not listening to me. No, you're not listening to me, doctor. I need help unlocking my brain, getting deep into my subconscious. Are you going to help me or not? James, I just need you to calm down. Jesus, what the fuck am I paying you for? I'm out of here. Wait, James. What? You know that I have a moral obligation to report you if I think you're at risk of hurting yourself or others. Are you fucking serious? It sounds like you're planning to deliberately put yourself in harm's way for the sake of an art project. Samantha, listen to me. You have nothing to worry about. I know where the line is. Trust me. Don't look so worried. Everything's going to be fine. Okay, so I won't say that phase one of the experiment was a failure, but definitely still learning. You know, maybe this will actually be cool because all of you will be able to see how the experiment itself evolved. Anyway, moving forward, I am very excited for phase two because I have found the artist I want to emulate. Her name is, what was it? Lauren Stevenson. She became super famous in the past two years with her nude self-portraits, and from what I can tell from Googling, she had a single traumatic event that much more directly influenced her artistic style. This is just like a lot more razor focused than the interview with Harold Parker was. I mean, I don't know. I guess I should have chosen my subject more carefully or something. Nevertheless, I still learned a lot. Oh, okay, Lauren Stevenson. Your office phone number is listed on your website. That is so convenient. Hi, Miss Stevenson. My name is James Von Geld, and I am an artist working on a new super secret commission for AMCA. It is a collaboration with a bunch of today's top contemporary artists, and we would love to include you in this collaboration. Um, yeah, give me a call back anytime, and we can 
talk about the deets. <laughs> Bye. Wait, fuck, I forgot to leave a callback number. Hello, Miss Stevenson. It is so nice to meet you. James, right? It's so nice to meet you, too. I'm so honored to be included. Here, follow me. Would you like a water or coffee or anything? Uh, no thanks. You sure? Oh, I'm fine. Really, thank you. Okay, just a coffee for me, then. Um, is this where you want to conduct the interview? Yeah, I figured it's the prettiest room, so... Oh, I feel so bad. I'm sorry. I thought I mentioned I was only going to be capturing audio today. Oh my gosh, I feel so silly now. No, no, I mean, it totally makes sense. You would have assumed you were on camera. I got all dolled up for nothing. Don't you even <laughs> think about it for one more second. It's fine. Uh, I was only asking because uh, the interview is likely going to cover some uh, sensitive information, and I just wanted to make sure we have some privacy, right? And I'm assuming the break room isn't the most private. <laughs> Nobody's going to interrupt us. You don't have to worry about that. Everyone knows I have an interview today. Oh, great. So, how should we begin? Well, before we can do anything, I need you to sign this contract. Okay, here you go. Perfect. Okay, great. Um, let's get started. Can you state your name and tell me a little bit about your life before you hit it big as a famous artist? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I'm... If I'm a famous artist... Sorry, can you please start by stating your name? Right. Sorry. I, uh... Okay. I'm Lauren Stevenson, and I had pretty much the same introduction to art that most people had. Elementary school. I never felt I was particularly good at it or anything, but it interested me. And even though I didn't think I was that good, I couldn't think of anything else I wanted to do with my life. So I enrolled in college as a photography major. But I never released any of my work until a few years ago. Right. And something happened while you were in college that was pretty intense, right? Uh, yes. So what can you tell me about what happened that night? I really want to, like, get inside your head during the time of the assault. I mean, I was unconscious. I wasn't thinking much of anything. Right. But, like, what exactly happened? I was drugged at a party and raped on camera by three frat boys. Right. I mean, I, I read that part on Google. I was just hoping that you could give me more details. Look, I don't want to tell you how to run your interview, but... Sorry, I'm not trying to offend. I just... I I'm sure you're not. It's but... just the whole point of this interview is to shed light on the connection between the trauma you experienced and the art that you've made that has had such a profound effect on our society. Well, I mean, it's not a cause and effect thing. It's not like I'm going to say I wouldn't be a success if this hadn't happened to me. Yeah. No, but I mean... I'm not saying that. I just mean um, there is a correlation, though, right? I mean, the subject matter you chose and the trauma you experienced? Well, yes, it tore my whole life apart. Naturally, it will affect my art. That's all I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. You should really have someone helping you run these interviews. That is clear to me now. Um, I will tell my people at AMCA. All right, so what's the next question? Okay, so I can't ask that anymore, or that one. Okay, well, um, why don't you just um, tell me what happened after that night? Well, I was ashamed, and I was traumatized, and I wasn't totally sure what had happened, but the video surfaced online the next day, and it spread around the school in a matter of hours. 
It was humiliating enough for my classmates to see that video, but my parents and teachers? I thought, oh, at the very least, it's obvious from the video that I wasn't consenting to anything and those bastards will go to jail. But of course, the trial got delayed over and over again, and nobody even cared what the real story was because the lies were too damn juicy. The university requested that I drop out, and since I didn't know any better, I did. Eventually, we still didn't have a court date, and I was fed up and exhausted and depressed, and I just wanted to put the whole thing behind me, so I dropped all the charges. I still regret that decision to this day. Eventually, my therapist suggested that it might be therapeutic to do some art, considering it used to be my passion. I didn't really have a plan, but I dug up my old camera, and one thing led to another. Right, and you released your first series of nude self-portraits, and you pretty much became like an overnight success. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. It was a very polarized response. People were saying all sorts of terrible things like, oh, if she's putting out these naked pictures of herself, she's obviously a slut. Or this proves she was asking for it back then. You know, just some really awful stuff that should never be said to anybody. Fuck the haters, right? Um, well... I mean, you did get a lot of love, though, too, right? Uh, yes, I, I did also get a lot of support from the community. The most impactful was really that all of a sudden I started getting a bunch of other survivors reaching out to me on, on Instagram and stuff, telling me what a difference I made, how brave I was, how my art helped them to start heal their own relationships to their bodies. So from there, I got more involved in advocacy, and that pretty much developed into me creating the nonprofit that we're sitting in right now. Ah, oh, wow. You really just, you have such an amazing story. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Wait, but you haven't even asked me what my nonprofit does. Oh, I looked it up already. It's so inspiring. Uh, but I've got all the info I need for this interview. Okay. You were amazing. Thank you so much. Fucking men, I swear. Oh my god, oh my god, this is brilliant. This is so specific. It will be so much more effective. This is a traumatic event that I can actually replicate. I just have to, you know, figure out the logistics. First, I need to find some actors, and then, okay, you know, I, I will keep brainstorming, but I will check in again soon. next time on Teardrop Hunting. So, this is Hank and Tyler. So, hey. Boys, this is Brian. Hey. You still haven't told us exactly what we're doing. Um, I will be playing the role of Lauren Stevenson, and you three will be playing the frat boys. Holy shit! Produced by Capo Innovations. Written and directed by Alex Deal. Sound design, recording, and mixing by Capo Innovations. Additional sound mixing by Reginald Espiritu and Henry Meyer. Music by Anteo Fabrice and Stefan Reutemann. Additional royalty-free sound effects by freesound.org. Additional royalty-free music by bensound.com and freemusicarchive.org. Cover art by Marie Piel. Our performers for this episode include Alex Deal as James Von Gelt, Kapil Talwalker as Dr. Abi Shaker, Chloe Capo as Mrs. Shaker, Veronica Osorio as Samantha Rodriguez, and Stephanie Wong as Lauren Stevenson. Additional narration by DJ Blickenstaff. Special thanks to the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music. 
for up-to-date news and announcements about the series, follow us on Instagram at Teardrop Hunting.